The Z-Ball podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and week two of the Scorching Six Picks. Tonight, we got a special edition of the Scorching Six Picks. For the first time, we'll be uh, discussing NBA during the Scorching Six Picks podcast, just because the NBA is usually not going on around this time, but due to COVID, obviously, teams are in the bubble and the playoffs are going on. And joining me tonight to discuss all this Los Angeles Lakers and Green Bay Packers fan, Rebound. What up, Rebound? How you doing? What's up, Rebound? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing all right. Hanging in there. Very uh, devastated after my Clippers uh, gagged like that and that that collapse. But hanging in there, enjoying all the sports going on. So we'll begin with the Week 2 slate of the Scorching Six. We'll get straight into it. First game we got on the docket... Atlanta on the road in Dallas. Cowboys laying four in this one. What do you think? For this one, it's a really tough call. You know, the Cowboys didn't play well. Obviously, week one in L.A., they lost. They only put up 17 points. They lost 20-17. to And then, you know, on the other side, Atlanta, they lost two at home. They gave up a lot of points to Russell Wilson. And the Seahawks, they, they got whooped at home. This is a toss-up, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Cowboys here again, and I'm going to go four and a half. I think they win by a touchdown and a shootout. Okay, I'm going to agree with you here. Shout-out to Cowboys fan Zubak. I think uh, Cowboys will get their first win uh, this week at home versus Atlanta. I think uh, going up against a subpar defense in Atlanta, I think they'll put up lots of points. I agree with you there for sure. I think... Uh, Zeke will have a, around 120 yards rushing, a couple touchdowns. Dak will have a good game as well. And then I think defensively as well, they, they will be able to limit uh, the Atlanta Falcons. So I'm going to say 35-24 Cowboys in this one. I think they cover the four-point spread. All right, moving on, game number two. Minnesota on the road to Indianapolis. Indianapolis a three-point favorite here. What do you think? Another tough one, you know, both teams, like, on the same level. Everyone was shocked by the Colts losing last week. A bit of a touchdown favorite versus the Jaguars. Everyone, including myself, thought the Jaguars were tanking, but that they somehow won. And then, I mean, the Vikings, I mean, they were favored, but it wasn't a shock. Like, Aaron Rodgers came out and just lit them up and... That, that's what happened to them, but that, uh, but this one, I, I'm actually going to go with the Vikings. It's going to be in, inside. Kirk Cousins plays well inside, too, and I think their defense is better overall, 
And as a team, I think they're better overall, too. So I'm going to go with the Vikings there. Okay, yeah, I mean, we saw the Vikings score 34 points last week, even though they did give up 43 on the other side to your boy Aaron Rodgers, that bad man. Over here, I'm going to have to disagree with you uh, on, the, on this game. I like Indy at home, laying the three points. So I'm going to swallow the three with Indianapolis. And I think uh, Rivers is going to have a good game. I think uh, their offensive line is one of the best in the league. And then their defense is pretty good as well. So all around, I think they're going to have have a good game at home. And I'm going to say 27-21 Colts in this one. All right, next game, we got game number three, AFC East Divisional Matchup. Miami at home hosting Buffalo. Buffalo giving six points in this one. What do you think, Rebound? For this one, uh, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I know everyone is going to pick the Bills, but this is in Miami. And you got the way you got to look at it is the Jets only lost by ten points. Josh Allen's good. I think both teams will put points on the board, but at the end of the day, I think it's going to be a close one. The Bills win by a field goal, but the Dolphins cover. Okay. Yeah, the Bills are definitely winning. Uh, Miami last week in, uh, in Foxborough against New England only put up 11 points, lost that game 21-11. to 11. Uh, Buffalo got a good first win. Uh, Josh Allen... I think first time in his career, over 300 passing yards. Uh, he did not throw any picks. And he played a very, very good first half overall. Uh, second half, uh, they kind of slowed the game down, went more into controlling the clock and running the ball. So uh, they kind of stepped off the gas a little bit. But, yeah, I, I just don't trust uh, Miami as an offense uh, just yet, just because I don't, I don't think they have kind of an identity there. And because of that, I think they're going to struggle. And they're going up against another, a good defense for the second straight week. So I'm going to have to disagree with you here again, Rebound. I'm going to swallow the six with Buffalo on the road in Miami. And I think I'm going to go 27-20 Buffalo in this one. Game number four. Got the L.A. Rams off a Sunday night win over Dallas. Traveling to Philly to take on the Eagles. Philly, a one-point favorite at home. What do you think? Well, one-point favorite. I don't know where you're getting that spread, but... Yeah, we got the Eagles coming off a, a shocking loss. Uh, they were up 17-0, and then the Washington football team went on a 27-0 run. Ended up winning 27-17. And we got the Rams coming off a win. But I, I think Philly wins this one per, uh, by a touchdown and pretty comfortably. Miles Sanders is coming back. Also, one of their O-lines is coming back. I forgot his name. But these, these are two major things. And this is in the East Coast. Time zone is going to be a big, it's a huge thing, which people don't factor in. But And Deshaun Jackson is going to play more snaps. So that, that these are all going to be the factors. And I, I think the Eagles won this one, 28-21. Okay, what what should the what what spread do you have it at? Uh, it was a PK. It was a PK. Okay, all right, it's pretty much a PK still, and I I think my pick probably wouldn't have changed, PK or minus one Philly. I I like the Rams here on the road, so I'm going to disagree with you again. 
Uh, Philly, I just don't know right now kind of what where they're at and where they're going in the season. And Carson Wentz still doesn't look like the guy from 2017 when he injured his ACL against the Rams that season and what looked like to be an MVP season for him. But it's just a lot, a lot of uh, question marks with Philly and then a lot of question marks with the Rams as well. Uh, they answered some of them last week. Looks like they're back to that kind of run the ball offense and then let Goff spread it out here and there. So I like them here. Uh, so I'm going to take them getting a point and to win the game straight up. Uh, I like them in a close one here, 30 to 27 on the road. Game number five is a Sunday night game in prime time from Seattle. Got the Seahawks hosting New England in this one and laying three and a half. What do you think? This is a really tough one, you know. Russell Wilson is very underrated as a quarterback. No one gives him the credit he deserves. And you got Chris Carson there. You got DK Metcalf, Tyler You got a good offense. And then you got the solid defense with Bobby Wagner, Jamal Adams on the defensive end. But the Patriots are also good too. And But the spread keeps going down on this one. Uh, this open that I believe uh, Four, four, four and a half? Four and a half, yeah. And I think I'm going to go with the Patriots, and I think the Patriots win this one straight up. I know uh, Seattle's a hard place to play in, but Bill Belichick is doing his thing, and I think everyone's going to be a little overwhelmed on the Seahawks uh, winning against Atlanta last week. I mean, hey, I'll give it to them. It was in the East. Eastern Conference, East, Eastern Standard Time, and in the East Coast and on the road. But Atlanta's defense is terrible. I think Stephon Gilmore is going to shut down Metcalf, and I think the rush D is going to bring it to them. And I think Cam's going to have a big game. I think that they win this one uh, 31, uh, not 31, uh, 24-28. Patriots. So you got Pats. Okay, so you got Pats plus three and a half, winning twenty-eight, twenty-four. All right, yeah. Here, uh, New England. I mean, speaking about disrespecting Russell Wilson, Bill Belichick definitely has not been doing that. He's been singing the guy's praises all week, talking about how he's the toughest quarterback to game plan for, the the most talented quarterback he's ever seen, or the most talented quarterback in the game right now. And. Seahawks, uh, Russell Wilson has played the Pats three times in his career, uh, his rookie year winning at home, and then obviously in the Super Bowl we know what happened, uh, losing a close one there at the end, and then in 2016 in Foxborough winning uh, kind of a close game as well. So he's played well historically in his career in three games against uh, New England with the exception of that that uh, that pick to Malcolm Butler, which Malcolm Butler made an excellent play on. So I'm going to have to disagree with you here again, Rebound, on this one. I like the Seahawks laying three and a half at home. I'm going to swallow the three and a half with them. Uh, I think they're going to kind of continue continue it rolling offensively with the, the new pass-minded offense with Russell Wilson. I think Metcalf and Lockett are going to be good targets for him. Uh, on the road here, or at home here, excuse me, and I think, I think they're going to be able to cover the three and a half. So I'm going to say, 
27 to 17 Seahawks in this one. And I think they'll move to 2 and 0 on the season. All right, that brings us to our last game of the week, the Monday night game in prime time from Las Vegas, Nevada. It's going to be the Las Vegas Raiders first game in Allegiant Stadium and they're going to be hosting the New Orleans Saints. We've got the road team Saints giving six points in this one. Rebound, what do you think? No, this is going to be a really good game. Both good, good offenses. you got uh, Michael Thomas out for several weeks. That's a big blow to the Saints offense. And then you got the Raiders. I mean, they're coming off a win. But then again, that win is against the Panthers, who they gave up 30 points to. Uh, the Raiders' defense is atrocious, and I think Drew Brees, even though Michael Thomas is out, Drew Brees still figures out, he's, he's going to figure it out. Still have Alvin Kamara, you have Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, and Traquan Smith, and he'll figure it out. I think the Saints cruise through this one by, by set eight, 8 to 10 points, and they cover this one pretty easily. Okay, yeah, Saints coming off um, a win over Tampa Bay in their in the in week one at home. Uh, obviously, Tampa still not looking like the team that everyone thought they were. Still, it's going to take a little time for that. And the Saints uh, obviously going to kind of compete with Tampa in that division. And then the Raiders uh, week one win as well, as you mentioned, rebound on the road in Carolina. And Josh Jacobs looked really good, uh, three touchdowns I believe last week, and then. Derek Carr played a pretty good game as well. So, yeah, here at, at Raiders at home in this one, uh, I'm going to disagree with you again, Rebound. I like the Raiders getting six at home as a home dog. But I definitely like the Saints to, to win the game and go to 2-0. and So, I mean, last week I think we agreed on five of the six. And this week uh, we're disagreeing on oh. five of the six. So... Start contrast from day and night difference, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, continuing with the pick, I like the Raiders getting six. I think uh, they're going to be able to kind of keep it competitive, put up points. But the Saints ultimately, I think, have too much firepower offensively, even without Michael Thomas. And I think they're going to put up a lot of points as well. So uh, I'll take them to win 35 to 31, the Saints. But I like the Raiders to cover the plus six point spread. All right, so that'll wrap it up for week two, Scorching Six. Uh, one more, uh, I guess, football discussion I want to have is kind of about the Browns. So uh, they're coming off a win today on Thursday night against uh, divisional rival uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. But what do you see for this team uh, moving forward, rebound the Browns, your buddy Baker Mayfield? I don't know. I mean, the guy's doing his thing. He's handing it off to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That's the best thing he can do. He finally had a, one good touchdown today to Odell Beckham, and that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, other than that, uh, I think uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were doing the rest of the work. They had about 200 yards total, I think, some, around there, somewhere around there. And you, you beat the Bengals, one, the, one of the worst or, or the worst team in the league. So, and you only beat them by five. Their defense sucks. Their defense gave up 30 freaking points to a Bengals team. That, that's pretty embarrassing if you ask me. That's definitely, uh, and you gave up th 38 to 
the Ravens, and then you give 30, 30 to the Bengals, that shows how bad your defense is. And that's what they, they did put up points today, but then again, it's the Bengals' defense, too. But okay. I think they're going to go like 7, 9, 8, and 8. Okay, so similar to last season when they, yeah. they had higher expectations last season. Right. Okay, so we'll see what happens with Baker, but it was definitely fun to watch uh, Burrow play. He looks uh, pretty good, kind of po pretty poised so far in his first two games. So let, let's see how he continues moving forward in his rookie season in a rebuilding, uh, situ a deep rebuilding situation in Cincinnati. So we'll see how that goes. But anyways, now we'll transition, segue into the NBA playoffs, so rebound, obviously, uh, my Clippers went down in disappointing, embarrassing fashion, so how happy are you on a scale of 1 to 10 for, with that result, being a Laker fan? I'm not happy that they lost, I, I'm happy that they lost because I just hate them, but I wanted to play them to beat them, because everyone just played praising the Clippers all season long, and this team just choked completely. Kawhi and Paul George choked, and I don't know what happened, but there, there's definitely something going on in the locker room. There's okay. definitely some player shit going on. So regarding Paul George, we've obviously seen him be up and down in the playoffs before. Uh, Kawhi, other than probably the, his first couple seasons with San Antonio, he's been in the playoffs. He's been pretty steady and pretty consistent. So. What what was the kind of what was it kind of the Clippers culture? What, I mean, what happened with Kawhi? Was it? I mean, you can't really. A lot of people are saying fatigue, but he's been load managing all season. So, how how does that really work? I mean, is it an injury? What is it? Just his personality? What what do you think went wrong for him? I mean, because I that was just terrible what we saw from him in the game six and seven in the second half. I don't know. I mean, he just went Kawhi, and I don't know. They were missing shots like. The Clippers were missing like layups. I mean, like layups, literally. That me or yeah, you they were. I mean, Lou Will missed two easy layups. Uh, Jamichael Green missed that dunk. Kawhi missed uh, a lot of easy, easy jumpers. Uh, Paul George clanked a couple shots off the side of the backboard. So it's just just a mess all around. I mean, so I, what do you kind of see moving forward next season for the Clippers? Uh, do you see them as a top three, four team in the West? What do you? Yeah, they're still going to be a top 3-4 team. I mean, you still have Denver. There's Denver and then Golden State. Mike, Golden State's coming back at full fledged, but I don't, th I don't know how Clay Thompson's going to be after tearing his ACL and how Steph's going to be, so... And what they're going to do, or are they going to make a trade with that second pick, or what are they going to do? So it's, it's going to be interesting, but I'm still interested in this season right now since we're talking about next season. Okay, so uh, just last question about the Clippers before we move on. So any possibility that they move Paul George, and if they do, who would who at all would be even even be interested in taking on his expiring contract? They're not going to move him because it's just one more year, and I think they're going to ride it out. I think that's what you got to do. If you're going to move him, you move Kawhi too, and you just unload everything. And it's, if you're, they're already throwing in the towel, and I don't think you, you do that this early. And if, if it doesn't work, both of them, unless it doesn't work next season, and they don't go to the conference finals, then I don't, I don't know. You're just gonna have to accept the loss, and or if they do bad in the regular season, and 
one of them says they want out or they want to leave, you can trade them. But yeah, you, you got to ride it out. Okay, for sure. Yeah, we'll see what happens definitely with, with that, that Clipper team, the mess, the, the collapse. Uh, absolutely horrific, pathetic performance. All right, so we'll move on to your series then, Rebound. Your Lakers taking on the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals starting tomorrow night in the bubble in Orlando, Florida. So what are your thoughts on this series, and what do you think is the ultimate outcome for your Lakers? This is going to be a really good series. Everyone is underestimating the Nuggets after the Clippers lost, and everyone was waiting for a Lakers-Clippers series. No one expected the Nuggets to come back from down 3-1, maybe the Denver fans, besides Denver fans, and of course the Nuggets players and coaches. But this is a really good Denver team. Uh, they're good at debt, they have a lot of debt, and uh, I saw some guy tweet saying the Lakers have the top two players, but the Nuggets might have the best from three to ten, so it's a good way to put it. It's just going to come down to who's can they stop Jamal Murray and who's going to guard Joker. That's all it's going to come down to. I, I would put Danny Green on Jamal Murray and then Rondo and kind of rotate it around, maybe Caruso. And that's how it's going to start. And I don't know. With Jokic, they have many players. They have Dwight, McGee, Davis. They'll probably rotate around. It's going to be how that goes. Those two are the big factor. And how LeBron plays. Who's going to guard LeBron? Who's going to guard AD? I mean, Jokic is good and all, but I don't think he can guard AD. He's not that good defensively. I mean, neither one of those guys are good defensively, Murray or Jokic. Yeah. Their defensive guys are Torrey Craig and Jer- Jeremy Grant or Jerry Jerry and Grant? Is yeah. it Jeremy or? I don't know. Yeah, so those are their defensive kind of stalwarts for them, for Denver. Those two, and Gary Harris as well. But, yeah, I mean, going back to Jamal Murray, we saw that with the Lakers, uh, the first couple series, they faced off against two excellent guards as well in Lillard and Harden. So they employed a lot of different double teams, traps, a lot of exotics, defensive sets. So what did they kind of do here to Jamal Murray to kind of slow him down as well? Because I mean, he's, he's had, I think, four or five 40-point games in this playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be similar. But having Rondo is huge. I know a lot of people don't like him. But he's a great defender, and he's actually stepped it up on offense a couple games in the second round. You know, he's, he's got that uh, playoff mentality. He's got that experience, and he's going to be the one who gets He also gets in players' heads, too, gets under his skin. So that's what, you, that's what the Lakers need from a player. All the other players are just nice, like Caruso and Danny Green. They're not going to say anything. They're tough shit. But, yeah, I think that that's what it comes down to. Yeah, Denver, I, I don't think, has really any, any, anybody they can throw at LeBron. I mean, from physicality standpoint, speed, speed standpoint, athleticism, whether it be Torrey Craig, Jerry and Grant, Gary Harris, whoever. And I think he's going to be able to control the pace, control the tempo offensively, get others involved. And then I guess the question is, up front for the Lakers, do they employ a similar strategy with 
having Davis at the five, or do they, in this series, bring Dwight or McGee back into the lineup? They're definitely bringing McGee or Dwight back into the lineup because of Jokic and Anthony Davis can't guard Jokic all day, so that that's the reason. It's it's got to be. I, I I mean, that that's that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, Jokic uh, hangs out a lot at at the top of the three point, top of the elbow. They run the offense through him a lot, and at this point in his career, is Dwight able to capable of handling a defensive assignment like that? Yeah, I think he is. He's more athletic. He can move around now. He's he's very bulk. He's very strong. You can see it in him. And he's been, even though he comes off the bench and all he. He's been playing really good throughout this season for the Lakers, and I, I, I got to give it to him. I, I didn't expect this from him. Okay. All right, we'll see what happens in the series, I mean, in regards to all the different cross matches and stuff, but uh, definitely the Lakers, have, in my opinion, have to be a heavy favorite. So what's your official pick rebound in this one? Uh, I'm debating between six and seven, but I'm going to go Lakers and six. I just think they're too much for the Nuggets, but I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven, but I'm going to go six as my official pick, Lakers and six. Okay, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you for sure. So I like, uh, I'm going to take, I'm going to go Lakers and six as well over the Nuggets in this one. I think uh, too much length on the Lakers side and that too much talent as well with the two big heavy headers and LeBron and Anthony Davis, two of the five, six best players in the, in, in the league this season. And I think that's going to be too overwhelming. And then we've seen the Lakers adjust after the game's ones in both of the previous series and basically just dominate, make good defensive adjustments, good offensive adjustments. And LeBron, for the first time, I guess, in his career, looks uh, pretty rested. I mean, all, all this rest he had, no playoffs last season, and then three months off or four months off with the whole uh, COVID-19 situation. So he looks rested, and you could see it athletically as well. I mean, with all those blocks he had against uh, Houston and Portland, all that one block sequence he had against Russell Westbrook in, in the Houston series. So Lakers just look really good defensively uh, when, they, when they're locked in. Um, just a, a few kind of mis- mishaps, I guess, against Houston when Houston got hot and hit hit threes and would make runs so we've seen Denver obviously against the Clippers make a lot of runs and against the Jazz as well so we'll see how how that kind of progresses in this series but ultimately I think Lakers uh, too too talented uh, for an overmatching Denver in this series and I think they win six and go back to the NBA finals for the first time since 2010. All right uh, so we we agree on Lakers in six so We'll talk real quickly about uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. Miami uh, coming back from another double-digit deficit again today in Game 2 versus Boston and winning the game 106-101 to take a 2-0 lead in that Eastern Conference Finals. So what do you see so far in this series rebound for Miami and Boston? What was your original pick here? My original pick was Miami and 6, and I'm sticking with that. I mean, Boston has melted down in both games. They threw away both games. They've had both games, but they just have thrown them away. But uh, this could, uh, Miami possibly could finish this in five. They've only lost one freaking game in the playoffs so far. 
They're ten and one. There's one game to the Bucks, and I don't know what the hell brought Boston. Uh, and there was uh, supposedly some yelling going on in the locker room. And when that happens, the team starts to fall apart, and the chemistry is going to get effed up, and that, that's going to be a problem. Okay, well, we saw Kemba uh, Walker struggle the, la- the previous three games. I think he did a little better today for sure. And Boston even had, I guess, I, 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 like a five-point lead or something with like four minutes or something, I believe. And then Miami just down the stretch like they did in game one, showing that they, they're able to make the, the big plays, the, mo- the more decisive shots, the more smarter plays down the stretch and come out with a win. So each series uh, that Miami's played, I picked them in seven against Indiana, against Milwaukee previously, and now this series against... Boston as well, and they've uh, come out and uh, come out strong in each all those series, and just proved to be a tough, uh, hard-fought team. So we're hearing a lot of comparisons uh, for this Miami team to the 2004 Detroit Pistons. What are your thoughts on that? Do you see any, do you see any similarities? I don't see similarities because they uh, the Heat actually have a star player. Jerry Butler is a star player. Whether people want to admit it or not. There was no star player on the Pistons team. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess play devil's advocate to that. I mean, Jimmy Butler, I mean, is kind of a top 15, top 20 guy, but there are games he goes where he can score 10 to 15 points or something like that, and then Miami's still right there at the in the game at the, at the end and in a position to win it. I mean, I think he only had like 14 points today, I think, Jimmy Butler. And Drogic played good. I mean, Bam played really good. Duncan Robinson hit six threes today. So, uh, so they just have a good mix of young guys. They have good good shooting. They throw a lot of different defensive sets at your way. I mean, good uh, culture uh, with their organization. Good from owner on down to the executives, the GM to the coach and Eric Spolstra. So they're just really tough and they're – really disciplined they have a lot of defensive schemes that they can throw at you so i think it's it's going to be really tough boston's in a lot of trouble so what what's the word on gordon hayward is he coming back possibly soon and what do you think i don't know and i don't think it matters it doesn't matter okay. because i think he'll actually hurt them and help them okay why why do you think he'll hurt them as opposed to helping chemistry he's been out for a while he's gonna he's gonna mess up their chemistry for sure Okay. Got Jordan it. Brown's stats will go down, and Jalen's part of the big three, and it's just going to F up everything. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm still going to have my original pick, Miami in seven. I think uh, Boston will win win some games here and make it a series. And uh, I don't know. Miami could prove me wrong again. I mean, and ultimately end it real quick. We'll see what happens. But... Uh, before we sign off, rebound, anything else to add? NBA, NFL, anything? Nope. That's it. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, z Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy all the NBA playoffs action this weekend and all of the Week 2 action in the NFL. And I'll be back next week for Week 3, week three Scorching 6.